I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, the bank built and supported by industry super funds. Ever wondered about getting a better deal on your home loan? Well, it might be time to get in touch with MeBank. Whatever your investment strategy you'll find a loan that's right for you with competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So stop wondering and start saving. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now here's the show. For me personally, I like to have a a year's worth of pre-tax shortfall. So, you know, if, if I've got a, a shortfall across my portfolio of $30,000 a year, well, I want that $30,000 pre-tax we're talking. Um, I want that parked aside in an offset or a, or a line of credit or a regional or whatever it may be. Then I also want uh, my family's living expenses years worth put aside as well. This is Property Investry where we talk to successful property experts and investors to find out more about their stories, strategies and mindset. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode on Property Investory, we continue the conversation with buyer's agent and property advisor Steve Waters. The director of Wright Property Group will share his mindset and strategy which has enabled him to build a portfolio that produces good cash flow and facilitating financial freedom for his family. Initially, it was a lack of education which prevented Waters from jumping into property investing. Uh, I just didn't know it existed, to be honest with you. I, I just, I didn't know that uh, a that you could find properties that were producing the ones that, or in terms of numbers, what I bought. And I, I just didn't know that you could buy multiples, um, and I didn't know that really money money was that available, you know, because of being self-employed and and wrapped up in the family business to get money as any self-employed person would sort of agree with is such a big process. Um, so, so I just didn't know I, and that, that's what it purely came down to, I just didn't know. To change this, he involved himself in anything and everything to learn more about the industry. Anyone that would talk property, we talked it and, and that in itself posed a problem because back then, I know, geez, that sounds like I'm really old but I'm not, but back then, it was it was almost like a secret society. You didn't have, as I talked about earlier on, the technology that we have today where everybody knows everything about everything because everybody wants to brag. Um, in the early 2000s, it was, it was almost like a, a closed society, if you will. And the only way that you found out about someone being an investor was, you, you know, you'd, you'd just get together in social, org- social groups, so to speak, and it started to present itself. You know, this person's got one property, 10 properties, 40 properties. And there was one particular gentleman that that had, uh, at the time, 500 properties and he owned more cash. And 
Yeah, and he, you're looking at him, yeah, you just wouldn't have thought so in a million years. He used to get around in his old ute, full of tap handles and plumbing materials, and do his own repairs and maintenance. And uh, you know, he, he was very unassuming, and he taught me a lot by not really telling me any a, a hell of a lot, if that makes sense. Just the way, just the way he carried himself, and and uh, you know, he, he, I remember him saying. I asked him, what was your biggest mistake? And he said, selling two properties. And he has to drive past those two properties every day and he can't look at them. He he looks the other way. And the only reason he sold them was because he wanted to take the profit and put them into something else. And, you know, he he holds everything that he buys, everything. And so on one side of the coin, that doesn't pay your debt off unless you have massive cash flow and you can pour it into offsets. Um, But I've... You know, I've formulated and tweaked my own strategy, and I don't mind selling properties if it means I'm, I'm paying down debt. But he was my he was my mentor, and he didn't even know it. By educating himself and surrounding himself with positive, like-minded people, Waters was inspired to condition his mindset to succeed. Even though I did everything myself, or you know, with a few few friends, so to speak, and family. Um, to the point where I'd do my own renovations. I, like I was a hands-on person, but I didn't know how to tile. I didn't know how to plaster. But I, I taught myself that. And one of the things we did to teach ourselves that was we bought, out, bought a burnt-out property um, and we completely stripped it and, and did it again so that we could teach ourselves via the trades um, on how to be a renov- renovator, so to speak. And, and why that was really important to us was because we needed to know what things cost and what time frames were. So that when we did get people in to do our renovations, the quotes that they would give us, we would understand them. Uh, and that's something that we teach our clients today. Pretty much the same thing is understand the costings of things so you don't get taken advantage of. But I think that the most the most inspirational thing for me or the thing that really kept me going was actually surrounding myself with, they didn't have to be property investors, but they had to be uh, go-getters. They had to be people that wanted to to improve themselves or improve their lives or take themselves to the next level. Um, so essentially they weren't negative people. I, I, and I, I just can't be around people that are always seeing the wrong in something rather than the good in something. And so we, we surrounded ourselves with those people. So other self-employed people, people that were you know, pioneering whatever industry they were in um, so that it keep, you know, kept you amped up rather than sort of down on yourself. And that doesn't mean that you didn't have bad days where perhaps you couldn't rent a property or a valuation didn't come in or you, know, you didn't get a loan or whatever it may be. But, um, yeah, you can sit on your on your hands and, and have a sulk in the corner or you can you know, go through that barrier and, and, and find another alternative. And I think that's the, that's the key to investing. It's not easy. It's not, it's not something that you can, you're going to win at every time in terms of every facet of investing. But... You just got to keep going through it, and, and I think that's maybe yeah you know, my my childhood, my my background being self-employed within a family business, is that you know, every day is a challenge when you're self-employed. You just got to get through it. The best advice he has ever received comes down to protecting yourself and your assets. Cash flow is king. That's the old adage, but my fear is, as I said earlier on, people are starting to forget that, but they'll they'll be abruptly reminded. Um, be liquid. Be liquid all the time, and that's that's really really important because you just never know what life throws at you. Um, and yeah, just from a psychological universal point of view, whatever you have, you want to call it without getting too deep. That usually when things start going bad for you, 
more things go bad for you. It's just that thing that happens. So you need to be able to hold that in its tracks and you know, cash flow is king and liquidity is king because you need them both. Money, money, money will buy you out of every any problem that you have with property. It'll give you sustainability. It's a lifeline, so you need to have it there. Property investing has a separate meaning for many people, but ultimately for Waters, it's about having choices. People say, "What is it that you want out of property?" And yeah, you know, it's not about getting rich. It's not about you know, wealth. To everybody, has a different meaning. Um, and for me, it's just choice. You know, it gives you options. That's, at the end of the day, it's not about the car you drive. It's not about the house you live in. It's, it's, it's really about the family, your family, your own unit. And it's also the choices that, you, that it gives you, whether that be property, shares, gold, bananas, whatever, whatever sort of floats your boat. Um, you know, that's, that's the important thing. And, and property is just my, my asset class. It's my vehicle. Uh, it doesn't make shares, you know, any worse of an asset class. I just don't like them. With many properties in his portfolio, Waters says that while his strategy has changed over time, one underlying concept remains the same. Now, the strategy evolves over time, but the one thing that's constant is that uh, I play, in inverted commas, in the affordable areas. So whether that's in New South Wales, Queensland, Victoria, WA, South Australia, wherever, I'm always in that corridor that offers affordability. And the reason I do that is because it gives me multiple well, exit strategies coming back to my conservative approach. approach. Um, and what it also allows me in terms of the strategy is my strategy um, being fundamentally, once again, good cash flow, affordable areas, is that it gives me the chance to be able to f- be flexible with that strategy, whether I've got to sort of go up, down, sideways with it. And because at the end of the day, cash flow is king and, and the fundamental areas or the affordable areas of the metropolitan areas I'll say it again, the affordable areas of the metropolitan areas of the major states also have the best infrastructure bar none. So there's there's train stations, there's hospitals, there's universities, there's shopping centres, you know, there's bus stops every 100 metres, there's schools on every corner. Um, they offer the best infrastructure and you know, with infrastructure follows population. His strategy has also evolved regarding the type of property to invest in. Now, he believes that diversifying is key. When I first started, it was just all about house and land. So, yeah, got 600 square metres, but I really didn't know what I was doing. I was walking past units that, because I just said, well, you know, units don't go up in value or they've got strata fees. And so I walked past a lot of units that I should have bought. But, you know, as my experience grew within those first couple of years, I, I realised that it's all about the numbers and that you actually need a diversification of the property type, whether that be for cash flow, because units usually give better cash flow and they're based on better infrastructure. Um, so as long as you've got the good cost to operate, being strata and what have you. So you needed a combination of both um, because at the end of the day, building a portfolio, it's about balancing the numbers. And the numbers are you know, not how many you have, but the bottom line, the cash flow that it produces. Um, and it's usually yeah, that means by diversifi- diversification in the property type. So I don't really have a hard and fast rule on that it's got to be three bedrooms, it's got to be on 600 square metres like I used to in those early few years. It's about the numbers. And it's, you know, I have many, let's call it, discussions with other property advisors that say you should never buy a unit. And my, my, my question to them is, if I came to you today, but back four years ago and said, here's a unit in, say, Penrith for $160,000, giving you, you know, nearly 8% yield, you're not going to buy it? 
and yeah, they they look at you as if to say, oh well, you know, well, hindsight's great. Well, sometimes hind yeah, sometimes hindsight is actually pretty predictable, or the future's pretty predictable if you if you look at the fundamentals. So, no, I think you need a sprinkling of everything. So as your as your portfolio uh, gathers pace, you need to start land banking as long as you're land banking in the right areas and you've got the cash flow to support it. So the mixture is very very important. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into the nuts and bolts of water strategy. So once again, going back to cash flow, that doesn't necessarily mean it's positively geared. It just means it's got to have you know, reasonable cash flow. The remedy to creating a buffer in his portfolio. I really will suggest to people to really look after the cash flow. And that doesn't mean one of the property earns, but also your disposable income. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, a different kind of bank built and supported by industry super funds. You could be getting a better deal on your home loan by getting in touch with MeBank. They offer competitive rates and two loan types, one with a range of features including the ability to fix your rate and have multiple offset accounts and another that's nice and simple with no ongoing fees. Both loans provide the flexibility of interest only or principal and interest. So whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a home loan that's right for you. Stop wondering and start saving by giving MeBank a call on 131563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to the show. Are you looking at buying or investing in property? Unsure of where and what to buy? Many investors in the community have raised these questions frequently. That's why I've created a property sourcing service to help investors like yourself find investment opportunities at wholesale prices to add to your new or existing portfolio. I'm currently accepting expressions of interest. To apply, visit propertyinveststory.com.au. Now back to the show. An example of how he put his cash flow strategy to effective use is a recent investment in a property in Brisbane. So once again, going back to cash flow, that doesn't necessarily mean it's positively geared. It just means it's got to have you know, reasonable cash flow that that at least the the rent is going to cover the mortgage. That doesn't mean the auxiliary expenses such as rates and what have you, but it's got to cover the mortgage. Uh, so as, as of what day was today? Tuesday. So public holiday yesterday. As of last week, uh, we bought a 2011 build is up in Brisbane. 2011 build, four bedroom, two bathroom double lock-up garage house on, I think it was 607 square metres for 321000 running out for 355 a week. So that gives you a, a little bit of everything in terms of cash flow. I think it's about a 5.7% yield, which is, yeah, it's, it's not world-beating, but it's certainly uh, attractive enough because we've got a very young house at 2011 and we've got something that's a little different being four-bedroom, two-bathroom, double lock-up garage, which is outside the norm. So that's what we call an all-round sort of deal, so to speak. It, it ticks all the boxes, um, just not ticks them exceptionally in every area. Um, another cash flow, if we're talking purely cash flow, uh, 27 minutes to the CBD of Brisbane, we purchased a two-bedroom townhouse for 185000 running out for $260 a week with a body corp of $1,680 
uh, a year, so that gives a yield of over seven percent. So twenty-seven minutes to the CBD of Brisbane. To me, that's about as good a cash flow you're going to get in a metropolitan area anywhere in Australia. The addition of properties like this to his portfolio means increased yield and capital growth over time with the intent of holding the property for as long as possible. However, he believes that there is a risk in relying on the current cycle as it's harder to see the bigger picture. And this is the problem. People in this cycle who have experienced Sydney's rapid or Victoria's rapid price growth, whereas in some areas uh, that have doubled in five, six years, that's all they know. And that to me is a really bad benchmark because that's not normality. And we had the same thing last cycle. My property's doubled in 12 months and that made me a hero. However, we also had a very long period of zero growth. And that's how you get your averages. So, And people are going to forget about that, which really, really uh, scares me for their sake. And not only have they experienced this growth that we've experienced in those two capital areas, but they've also experienced money as cheap as it's never been in our living history. So those two contributing factors are going to also undo some people. The remedy for this lies in creating a buffer. I really suggest to people to really look after the cash flow and that doesn't mean what the property earns but also your disposable income and, and what you can contribute towards property and make sure that your portfolio as you as you create it doesn't exceed the disposable income component that you've allocated towards property and also make sure that you always, always have a buffer, always without fail and have some liquidity around you. That's the key to being able to survive. When you say buffer, like just on average, what kind of buffer would you be recommending to people? There's, there's not really a formula to it. Um, for me personally, I like to have a, a year's worth of pre-tax shortfall. So you know, if, if I've got a, a shortfall across my portfolio of $30,000 a year, well, I want that $30,000 pre-tax we're talking. Um, I want that parked aside in an offset or a, or a line of credit or a regional or whatever it may be. Then I also want... Uh, my family's living expenses years worth put aside as well. But that's just me now that I've got kids, of course. I'm a lot more conservative than I was before. Being involved in every aspect of the process when investing in property is a personal habit which has contributed to Waters' successful ventures. Personal habit. Look, I think is the, the person is being involved and being involved means immersing yourself into everything and anything about you know, your chosen vehicle, which is property. Um, too many people tend to, I suppose, relinquish responsibility um, and, and not take care of the detail. And that might be something such as, I don't know, your property manager is an example. You, know, you, you pay your property manager to look after your property, but that doesn't mean that any responsibility sort of stops with them. At the end of the day, You've got to manage your managers, as in that example. You've got to make sure that you run your eyes over every rental statement, every mortgage statement, you know, every quote, repairs and maintenance. Um, you know, all of that is being immersed. Looking at the market all of the time. You know, for me, every, well, every day, I go through realestate.com, RP data, domain, um, in our chosen areas because I need to know, keep my finger on the pulse. Now, take away that it's my business. Um, I'd still do it. I used to do it because you know, that's your asset class it's, uh, and that's why it's not passive. So be immersed, be involved is, is my, I suppose, my personality trait and maybe a little bit of OCD as my wife would uh, attest to. 
usually all the indicators that a market's about to change are there well in advance. It's just that people either don't know what they're looking for or they choose to ignore them. And or if they haven't immersed themselves and and they rely upon everybody else, well then that's kind of their get out of jail blame card as well, I believe. He also shares the books which have had value in his property education, which he recommends that other investors read. Creating Wealth by Robert G. Allen. Um, that's kind of what I modelled my my strategy on, my portfolio strategy, and that's like a, what he calls a cookie cutter method. That's you know, buy under market value, add value, recycle your capital out of it, and then go again, uh, or leapfrogging, so to speak. It um, they're probably the only two books, and I'm, you know. A couple of Margaret Lomas's books are really good as well. Um, she's a, a stalwart of the industry, and she's got a lot of. She's a she's a very 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 good person and very knowledgeable person. Um, and and that's to be honest with you, I'm not a reader. Um, quite clearly, it. I I prefer to. I, I just prefer to to do. I, that my personality denotes says that I have to give something a go. I've got to make the mistakes, and I have to learn from it. Uh, and that's the only way I can learn. But those two books are the main ones, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And really, to be honest with you, the only thing I got out of that book was the one line that I remember, and that's, let the money work for you, you don't work for the money. Um, and that's obviously you know, controlling an asset that goes up in value. And but Robert G. Allen, that was probably the, the strategizing book for me. So, what is what is most excited about in his property journey? Compound growth. I think that's exciting. You know, I'm a instant gratification kind of person, so I can, you know, with our tools and, and what have you, we can dial in, or I can dial in and, and see what the portfolio has generated me over the last 12 months, or how much I bought something under market value, and I can convert that all the way back down to, you know, this is where my OCD kicks in. What that property's done for me per second over the last 12 months, or over the last week, whatever it may be. That's my instant gratification. Um, I know it's a bit weird, but that's what I do. But the most exciting thing is it's 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 a it's a vehicle that that I can make a difference to. So it's not like a share, and I've got shares as well where I just it's either out of sight, out of mind, and you know it's up to everybody else to drive the market. With property, I can make a difference. I can paint it, I can renovate it, I can bulldoze it and build townhouses, whatever it may be. So it's the it's the actual. The ability to be able to touch it and feel it and smell it and kick it and do whatever I need to do—that's what's exciting uh, for me. You know, and and knowing that, you know, knowing that I'm actually that I'm doing something. You know, for the you know, for my kids and my kids' kids, and you know, hopefully they'll feel pretty much the same. If you'd like to connect with Steve Waters and learn more about his strategy, or find out how he can help you with your own portfolio, you can contact him at. If you want to contact us via Facebook, uh, which is Life Property Group, you can like us and uh, message us from there or you can go to our website, www.rightpropertygroup.com.au and on there will be all our contact details. Uh, if you wish to give us a call and sit down and have an obligation-free strategy session, which is you know, the very beginning of a very long journey and complicated journey from there. Thank you to Steve Waters, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Simply type in the search bar Steve Waters and select that episode to learn more about his story. 
Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening. If you love the show and you're ready to get serious about saving on your home loan, give MeBank a call. MeBank is the bank built by industry super funds, famous for their competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So, whatever your investment strategy, you'll find the loan that's right for you. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply.